Welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery, BTR.org. I'm Anne. I'm sure you remember what it was like when you were searching for help, maybe for your husband, hoping to find the right program or therapist. That's why I started podcasting. I supported my husband through seven years of pornography addiction recovery, and not one therapist during that time told me I was experiencing emotional and psychological abuse and sexual coercion. I didn't want any other woman on the planet to be in the dark. If you're like the majority of my listeners, you're experiencing the type of abuse that's invisible and difficult to wrap your head around. Your husband is using porn or having affairs or lying to you, and you're getting the same bad advice about how to improve communication or your relationship. If you need support from women who totally understand, check out our daily group session schedule at btr.org group. We'd love to see you in a session today. One simple anonymous way to help spread the word is to click, follow, or subscribe to the Betrayal Trauma Recovery Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. While you're there, every five-star rating helps make this podcast more visible and will help save other women from getting the wrong kind of help, like a couple program that will make this type of abuse worse. For those of you who follow or subscribe to this podcast, thank you so much. Your support means so much to me. We have Paige back on the episode today. I've talked to her the last two episodes, so make sure you go back, listen to those first, and then join us here. We were talking about boundaries with her in-laws, and I started talking about our Living Free workshop, which teaches victims strategies for how to think and communicate and how to set boundaries. We include tactical strategy for how to set boundaries that is more safe and also thought tactics and communication tactics to deal with abusers. Generally speaking, we're talking about abusive husbands, but these strategic things work with all kinds of abusive people. Knowing what strategies to use is really important. So if you're interested in that, check out our website. It's btr.org slash living free. It's a really cool workshop. I want everyone who listens to the podcast to take it because it's like the foundation of all the basic tactical things to keep yourself safe. We don't promote divorce here. We're all about safety. Mm-hmm. Safety is going to look different for everybody. It's more about like recognizing what's unsafe and being able to separate yourself from the harm in ways that are safe rather than in ways that might injure you more because I did a lot of things trying to be safe that I was doing the best I could. So it wasn't necessarily my fault, but my lack of education about what to do. And there wasn't anyone to give me the education. So it also wasn't my fault, but um, injured me further, unfortunately. So that's what we're trying to avoid by offering that living free workshop. So in addition to knowing tactical strategies, how to think about the situation and how to communicate. And none of these things are victim blaming issues. We at BTR see victims as just injured through no fault of their own. And then we are helping them gain skills to heal and to get to safety, but not because they're not smart or not because they didn't make good choices or anything like that, but just because that type of education wasn't available for whatever reason. And so that's what we do here. You use herbs to help women heal from trauma. Can you introduce us to herb midwifery and what that entails? So essentially it's using herbal medicine to support uh, different parts of the body 
as it experiences trauma or abuse or as it's healing from trauma or abuse. I actually come from a long line of herbalists. My great-grandfather from Greece used a lot of herbal remedies. Actually, some of the herbs that I use specifically for myself, I get from someone who wildcrafts them on the island that he's from. So that generational like connection just for me and my own healing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have family from Appalachia where, you know, herbal remedies were and still are in some places the only source of medicinal um, healing. And then we have some Pennsylvania Dutch uh, thrown in there. So my own generational learning paired with what I learned through my midwifery training uh, is how I have used and utilized herbwifery for trauma. At BTR, I want to support whatever works for women, right? So it's sort of this catch-22 sometimes because some women feel like they're clinically depressed and they're definitely depressed and the cause is abuse. And so I don't want to say, well, don't go on depression medication because it's abuse. And when you get to safety, you'll feel better because if they do go on depression medication, no matter what the cause, they'll likely feel better and hopefully also get to safety. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't want them to just take medication and feel a little bit better and then continue to be abused. Right. So it's this catch 22. I have been on medication for depression from time to time throughout my abuse history. And when I was on a depression medication, I took Lexapro and I don't take it now. So I just want to get all of the like shame or embarrassment or whatever out of the way about getting medical help or medication. And that's also to say, if you're feeling depressed and you don't want to go on medication and you want to just get to safety, great. All options are available to everyone. So some women might choose herbal remedies, like either in conjunction with medication or they feel more comfortable doing herbal remedies than going through traditional medicine. Paige, from your experience, why would someone choose herbal remedies when it comes to trauma? In my experience, some of the reasons to seek out herbal medication can be access to a provider if they are in an abuse situation where going to a doctor and getting a prescription for medication is going to cause them further harm, either further abuse from the spouse as a result of them seeking that out, or just the act of going to a provider by themselves is going to escalate abuse towards them. Sometimes using herbal remedies is a path to go. In pregnancy, not all medications are recommended. So an alternative that is safer in pregnancy would be an option. And then some people use herbal remedies with taking prescription psychiatric medications. So there are herbs that you can use with those medications that aren't going to interact and are going to support you physiologically to feel better, um, feel more empowered uh, in making hard decisions. Real quick before a response, there are a lot of so-called betrayal trauma therapists or coaches or groups out there, but they don't approach pornography use or infidelity as an abuse issue, or they try to quote unquote treat both the abuser and the victim in the same setting. 
which is unethical. So if you hear something in this episode you relate to, check out the group session schedule at btr.org group. We'd love to see you in a group session today. Now back to our conversation. From your perspective, what are some accessible ways for women to start using herbs in their healing that are safe and recommended? Like you mentioned, pregnancy is a really precarious time, right? So you wouldn't want to just be like, hey, I'm going to take all these herbs when you're not necessarily being mentored on that. So can you talk about some recommendations that you have if, if women are interested in this? I like to work in herbs or in flower essences uh, from a simples mindset. So just one or two, get familiar with them. If you are having a purging of feelings or a negative response or just a change, you can recognize, okay, it's from this specific thing versus if you're using like a combination of herbs or essences, you can't really pin it down. Like which one's the the culprit with BTR divorce is not something that like oh yeah you need to divorce because that's not always the safe choice so what steps can you take and this can kind of give you that grounding in in that decisiveness um so that it's less of a like it can be such a feeling of like chaos trying to decide what is safe for me what is safe right now because I have you know society telling me all of these terrible things about divorce or all of these terrible things about an abuser can just help with that indecisiveness. One of the parts of the Living Free workshop is knowing what steps to take today, right? Just do one step towards safety and then reassess your safety, then take another step towards safety. And you don't necessarily know where that path is going to lead you it might actually lead you toward divorce or it might not. We don't know, but all you have to do is take one step at a time. You don't have to make giant decisions. The path will lead you to where you're supposed to go. You will get to safety, whatever that looks like for you. And it's different for everyone, but you can only take one step at a time. And I think that that's what paralyzes women sometimes is that rather than just take one step at a time, they think If I set this boundary, he might file for divorce, for example. Like, I don't want to have sex with him and I want to set that boundary. But what if I do that and then he files for divorce? So because they're trying to avoid something, they might not set a boundary. Rather than worrying about what might happen, just think, what could you do to feel safe today? Take that step. Let's say you don't have sex. Where does that next step lead you and lead you and lead you? And again, might you end up divorced? Yes. Absolutely. Might you end up in a healthy relationship? Yes, that also might occur. So I think it's really important for women to know that they don't have to know the future. They don't have to have a crystal ball. They don't have to do any of that. They just need to take one step at a time and really, really follow their inner guide. Some people call it the spirit. We call it the sacred internal warning system here at BTR because it will guide you and you will make your way to safety eventually. Yeah, one of the things that I had somebody say to me really early on was like, you do not have to make any permanent decisions today. And I'm like, yeah, same as what you're saying. You have to see how you feel because you could do something and if they escalate, it's going to feel worse, right? But you didn't do that. Then you'd be like, oh, they're more abusive than I thought. 
if you set a boundary and they escalate and they get worse, then you'll be like, wow, their abuse is really coming to the surface. Mm -hmm. You don't have to think I made it worse, but then you could say, okay, well now I need to set another boundary. Whereas if you set a boundary for safety and over time things improve and they get healthier, fine. You can't make them do anything. It's not necessarily going to be a direct result of what you do. So I'm not trying to say you're like playing some kind of game or that you're in a dance with them. But what I am trying to say is as you set boundaries and make your way to safety, you'll be able to see the level of their abuse. You'll be able to observe from a safe distance how safe they are, how skilled they are, how interested they are in the relationship. It'll give you a lot of clarity about what's actually going on. Absolutely. Paige and I are going to pause the conversation here. So join us for the conclusion of our conversation next week. If this podcast is helpful to you, please help us reach other women by following or subscribing and giving us a five-star rating. Thank you for helping other women find us. If you've already purchased a copy of my book, Trauma Mama, Husband Drama, please circle back and give it a five-star rating. A lot of women are searching for books about betrayal trauma on Amazon and rating Trauma Mama will help them find this podcast, which is free to everyone. Your donations keep this podcast going. Go to our website, btr.org, scroll to the bottom, click on support the BTR podcast. And until next week, stay safe out there 